Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station, where we are a threat to the Great Reset. And uh, today, I have a real, actual journalist on the program, <laughs> Anthony the Killer Cabasa. How are you, brother? Doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very often that I have uh, noteworthy, famous people sitting with me. You're, you're <laughs> killing it, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good. Independent journalism, start 2017, just trying to... You know, teach people what, what what's really going out there. You know, fake news is rampant nowadays. Yeah. So you, you got to get those like uh, go-getting journalists that are not swayed by uh, bias or personal opinion. And you're just like, no, no, no. I'm yeah. going to show you what it's what now it's really you, about. Now, uh, you're also out there adventuring on the front lines like uh, Jorge Ventura and some of those guys too, getting getting all the hot takes and putting yourself in danger. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. I, I covered like the 2020 riots, uh, like the entire summer. I was out there in Portland, Minneapolis, DC, uh, Los Angeles. Here, that's kind of how I actually uh, built kind of a large uh, following, especially on Instagram. And the reason for it is because uh, there was, a, you know, mostly everyone is traveling like to Portland, yeah. which was like the hot spot for like all the riots and stuff. Right, right. But I was like the one that like my wife was like, "Please don't leave. Like times are crazy." Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well then I'll just cover Los Angeles. It's pretty crazy enough. So I stayed local, and then I I got to meet like a lot of like law enforcement and. And then them and their spouses started following cool. me, you know, just going live and showing yeah. the mayhem out there. Well, between you, Jorge, Drew Hernandez, all that stuff. So no white guys out there being brave. <laughs> Did the white guys lose all their courage, man? How to get Bill it. Malugan's out there? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like leading the pack, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. All right, all right. Um, no, but I mean, it's uh, it, it's amazing because you guys are putting yourself in harm's way. Um, you guys are in situations. I mean, I, I I know you guys get shot at. I know you guys get chased. I know that uh, you know it gets it gets pretty sketchy being in the middle of those things. You know, I was. Uh, in the middle of the riots um, on a skirmish line, but, you know, we we're all suited and geared up because we were uh, supplementing the police forces with our own, you know, um, uh, professional riot suppression squads, mm. uh, which is a different story than what you guys are because you guys are, like, right in the middle of all of this chaos filming it. and Yeah, we're dodging all that stuff you're supplying to them. That's right, that's <laughs> right, that's right, yeah. And, uh, and so you guys are, um, you know, doing some amazing work capturing things that are, literally saving people's lives and i say that because of course you know the video that um you know uh, people got on kyle rittenhouse right saved him from you know going yeah. to jail you know? citizen journalism it was yeah. just out there you know you're out there with your cell phone and people are really you know impressed with with the, the how minimal we're, we're really prepared for these things you yeah. just literally go out there with your cell phone you just hit the record cell button. phone backpack with some water in it and you're good to go that's it maybe like a vest if you have one yeah you know, i was actually gifted a bulletproof vest once it started getting really crazy yeah uh, by local pd well really cool. bullet resistant because i wouldn't go jumping in front of any bullets right yeah that's true that's true but you know that and then of course like the violence and and there was a lot of times you know when like Antifa Black Lives Matter was like hey stop recording us and I'm like there's yeah. just no way in hell I'm hitting I'm not recording any of this and I mean I've been tased at I've been pushed shoved dropped 
Um, I mean, it, it was just in, insane, like the amount of violence that, you know, we all went through and, you know, you show up to a place and, and you want to make sure that, you know, your six is covered. A lot of the yeah. times I would have like my uh, brother with me or some kind of relative or a friend or someone. Yeah. Um, I, I've literally like paid someone to just drive me around and drop me off and then pick me up and then drop me off and then pick me up just to kind of like lose him for a bit because... Uh, there was a time where I was like in Portland and we're covering Antifa and this was the night actually where they were burning Bibles out there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, that video ended up going super viral uh, when like we posted it online of them like grabbing these Bibles, ripping out the pages and burning them. And, you know, F your Jesus was being chanted by these groups. And I remember a lot of um, uh, Hispanic Catholics, Protestants were reaching out like, bro, can you come and show this like at our church or can you come and speak about what just happened with these Bibles out there? Because this was like their first time really kind of seeing evil for what it really was. You know, it's an escalation. It's a demonic spirit, I think, too. You know, I'm a a preacher's kid and and, um, you see what's going on, especially with your own eyes and having been in some of those situations, again, from a different perspective. I mean, you you see demonic forces moving amongst these people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's... uh, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, even when we're down there, you know, covering the border, uh, I used to work for a media publication for about a year. It's called El American, and they're a bilingual news source. Uh, for those of you, you know, listening, I speak English and Spanish, Hispanic, first-generation American on my mother's side, fourth-generation on my dad's side. Uh, I also worked DHS for over 10 years. Oh, you did? I was a Spanish interpreter at the border, so I worked for over a decade just kind of combating the, the dr- trafficking of drugs, the trafficking of humans at the border and stuff like that. So I got to see really firsthand myself, like what we're stopping at the border. So that's why I never really believed that, you know, border security was racist or xenophobic yeah. or, you know, all this stuff. Because I'm like, no, I, I worked at borders. I was a Spanish interpreter there. I got to see firsthand. I got to see all the reports, the images, the videos of what were happening. And, you know, back then we didn't have Alyssa Milano, you know, calling us racist or we don't have AOC showing up at an empty parking lot, you know, crying about things. Back then we had um, Obama, because I served all eight years in DHS under Obama, he would send us thank you letters for job secu- the border security we were providing, you know. And right. uh, at one point I was actually stationed in Nantucket, Massachusetts, uh, which Biden is often there all the time. And um, we would escort like the Obamas and the Kennedys because they would always go out there. Or not the Kennedys, I like John Kennedy, uh, the prior Secretary of State, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we used to do with them all the time, and they never, you know, like, hey, you're racist for protecting our borders, and then all of a sudden, in comes an orange guy, and all of a sudden, it's racist to protect our borders, you know. And and so, but uh, obviously, you know, working there through DHS is way different from like investigating and, and journalism, right? You're no longer working; it's now you're trying to find out what the heck is going on and how this is all being allowed to come out there. And you know, going back to like the energy stuff, uh, like they say, I mean, as soon as I I land out there, wh- whether it be in Texas, Arizona, wherever it is that I'm I'm working, you know, as, as a journalist. The energy is just it, you. You feel like something sinister is happening, and I, I mean, you can just you know you can you got to imagine there's stash houses, you know, there's there's evil, the most evil of evil things happening. People yeah. being raped, children being trafficked, drugs being thrown in, people being killed, you know, and, and and you just feel that you you go down there and it's like the cloud, like overshadow, you know, or overcast rather, and 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 you just feel it. You're like, oh man, like I feel like I need like constant prayer while I'm down here because. The things that are happening and the things that the Border Patrol are telling me they see on the regular. I've, I've bumped into even like other citizen journalists that are out there and they're like, dude, we got video of like people being like raped. Yeah. And like, you want to see it? I'm like, no, I don't want to see like yeah. that. I'm already like, my mind is like 
man, how am I going to deal with this trip, you know, and trying to report what I can. And then what do we need to censor out? You know, it's, it's pretty crazy stuff out there. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a mess. I mean, you know, we cut a lot of that. Um, I was in the border battle documentary, and we went down there and bed with the sheriffs. And some of the things that, that we saw, um, you know, horrific. And there's a lot of things that that uh, you know couldn't couldn't make the final cut. Um, yeah. You know, for for that reason. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the rape trees. You know, women's underwear hanging in the sun. You know, all that stuff. Uh, shackles. You know, th- I mean, just t- horrific. That's so interesting that you just brought that up because I was actually going to bring that up and I was hoping for a, a moment to tell you about the rape trees. So when I went down there, the border patrol, you know, pulled us aside and he's like, "Hey, man, like, if you guys want images and videos of what we really have, like, you you guys need to be showing people how serious this yeah. is. This isn't just like, you know." Uh, a few women being smuggled every day or, you know, uh, a pound of cocaine here and there. Like, this is some serious stuff. And when they showed us about the rape trees, I actually published an article. I was probably one of the first ones that published an article with the actual images of the rape trees mm-hmm. uh, and, like, you know, the women's garments and all that stuff and, and the story behind it. And uh, who, who, what's that leftist organization that is it called Media Matters? Yeah, yeah. They came after us hard. I'm, I'm officially labeled the Spanish-speaking misinformer. Mm-hmm. That's my title under Media Matters. They just, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, they just came out with a list uh, on the uh, highlighting Tim Pool's show. Yeah, I saw that. And that list listed everybody who's pretty much ever been on the show. I think they, you know, they hardly left anyone out, and yeah. everybody has those labels underneath them as you know whatever it was, uh, you know, misformers, LGBTQ hate, yeah. uh, LGBTQ bigots. Um, you know, no matter what it was, um, you know, there was some kind of um, yeah, label against you. It's Always, amazing. yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I've been called a white supremacist, you know, and I'm like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty. Well, it's brown. all they've got. <laughs> I mean, it's truly all they've got, right? Because uh, if um, you know, and, and uh, Dr. James Lindsay, who uh, has been on the show, is a friend of mine. Who, um, I, you know, he's brilliant because he he does win the word wars, um, and you know his okay groomer thing, you know, like yeah. d- drove them out of their minds so much so that they try to make it like it's a slur against the gay community, which it's not. It's identifying a specific type of person that is doing a specific type of thing, which right. is you know separating you know kids from their families, driving these wedges, you know, and then that can inc- include you know the sexualization of them and all kinds of things. But he uses the term thought terminating cliche, and I think it's great. So that's what that is. You know, white supremacist, um, you know, uh, racist, bigot, homophobe, whatever it is, they they will throw that at you in the hopes that it gets you to defend it. Right. Wait, what are you talking about? I, I can't be a white supremacist. I, I'm a Mexican. You know, blah, 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 blah. You right, don't get you exactly. on that, right? Yeah. Instead of you just need to say, look, you know, get out of here with that nonsense and move on yeah. or ignore it completely. And then uh, for the audience... Oh, wait. Well, I can't listen to Anthony. I mean, I heard he's a you know racist, bigot, homophobe. Yeah. You know, so we got to stop. And that's yeah. the whole purpose, because imagine if they actually had to debate their thoughts or, an, or ideas with us. They can't. Or, or to prove that their ideas are, you know, in any way superior to ours. I mean, it's even with just with like they, the, the they recent— They can't do it. With the recent FBI, right? They're yeah. coming out like, oh, conspiracy theorists are trying to, you know, uh, slander our name, and they're trying to discredit the, our, our agency. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, dude, we got you... your emails, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you guys did that years ago when we found yeah. out that there was exchange text messages between each other saying that we're yeah. not going to let Donald Trump win. You yeah. know, I'm like, come on. The FBI has been discrediting itself far. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, today, actually, on, on my own show, um, I, I have a show on YouTube called Informed Daily. Uh, sorry for the plug there. but uh, No, you're here um, to plug anything you want, man. This is, that's why you're the guest. 
Yes. And um, uh, uh, I was talking about the JFK thing. You know, Tucker Carlson came out with that segment saying that, you know, that he has a source that said, hey, you know, apparently it is our belief that the CIA was somehow, we don't know the full extent yet, on what's going on, you know, with the uh, uh, JFK files and the assassination and all that stuff. And, uh, the, you know, some I, I don't know if this is true. Maybe you can enlighten me. But somebody said that uh, right after the JFK assassination, a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, conspiracy theorists started saying, like, wait a minute, maybe there's something more malevolent here. Maybe the government's involved in some capacity and that the FBI actually came up with the word conspiracy theorists at the time. Yeah. And that's what they're using now. They're using conspiracy theorists to kind of like, oh, don't listen to that guy. Like, those are conspiracy theorists. You don't want to listen to them. Yeah. Thought terminating cliche. So that was, um, and it was the CIA that really focused on that term and, and began getting that term out at towards in kind of our stream uh, yeah. of, uh, of thought or consciousness. <laughs> Um, but it, 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 the concept goes way, you know, way back. Oh yeah. But, but they, they grab that and they oftentimes do all kinds of psyops as well to get people who are believing something like that, you know, pepper in some of their other crazy thoughts or they'll even leak things or, or get people who are talking about actual, um, you know, evil, malicious deeds that they have done or, you know, other people have done, but they want to distract you from that. And they'll pepper in something that's even extra crazy. And they'll give some some light evidence to suggest that that and then they can go, oh, see, that's stupid here. And then they'll dismantle that. And then anything and everything you ever said becomes a, a joke. Yeah. And, and I think that that's kind of like something, you know, that uh at least on the political right, we've spent so many years just trying to fight back. I'm like, no, I'm not, no, yeah. you know, or, or, or like just trying to prove like one of the things that, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but one of the things that I really dislike about the political right is it will, we'll go through so many extra lengths just to like prove like, oh, you see, like the Democrats are the real racists. And mm -hmm. I, and I feel like it's kind of like a, a disservice because that messaging is clearly not working, you know, after, after the after the midterms. You yeah. know, I, I think you're right in that it just needs to be like, oh, you're you're homophobic. I'm like, no, I'm not. Okay, so anyways, as to what I was talking to, yeah, like don't spend the next thirty seconds of your, you know, whatever. Hey, wait, you have wait a left. second, what are you talking about? I have gay friends. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, like just they, trying they, to prove it was. It's it, absurd that we spend any more energy on that because again, they say it about everyone, right? They, uh, you know, there's there's no better time, by the way, to be an actual racist or an actual homophobe or an actual whatever, <laughs> because, man, everybody's called that. Just so you can actually that, yeah. be that person in this day and age, uh, you know, and be a creep and be something that is abhorrent and just fall right into it. Um, right. You know, be be out there open with it because they have they have destroyed these terms, actually. Yeah, they don't mean anything anymore. When people want to call me like, oh, you, you're, you're a Nazi because you believe that we should have a secure borders borders you know and blah 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 and i'm like I, I this makes zero sense like yeah i don't even know what that means well they've anymore. neutered the the actual term nazi right. which which you know means something and it was a you know a horrible thing and they've again you know they're they're devaluing all of these actual terms because they're idiots yeah, and I think you're right. It's no better time to be a Nazi, homophobe, racist. <laughs> you can idiot. hide in plain sight now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just nuts, man. And you're right. It's like a, a word of wars. And um, I'm glad that we're kind of. I see it now. You know, I was just at Amfest. You were at Amfest. I see it now. We're like the, the political right is kind of finally moving past that sage. 
I feel. And it's like now, like, okay, now we actually need to move in the direction of like, let's look at policies. What can we do to make America better? What is 2024 going to look like? How do we hit the ground game? How do we get into ballot harvesting? How do we get into winning elections? How do we get into actually winning? Because I just feel like we've been on defense for so long. You know, like just playing yeah. defense, playing catch up with everything that's happening. Well, the, you know, well, I agree with you. I, I'm not happy with the political right. I'm not happy with the politicians on the right. I think the Republican Party has utterly failed, which is why I'm supporting Harmeet Dillon for um, uh, RNC chair, yeah. uh, because you need a major shakeup and you need major transformation of the game plan. You need uh, better strategy, all of those sort of things. And I do see some momentum on our side. Right. Uh, real warriors are coming in and saying, okay, you know, we're done with this craziness. Let's, let's focus on playing the game to win, not just right. being gracious losers. Um, Dennis Prager says it famously that uh, there's the um, evil party and the stupid party, and I'm a member of the stupid party. <laughs> um, and we have been so dumb on so many of these things, including in this most recent election, um, by not not running the best candidates in you know the the as many cases as possible, um, focusing on the uh you know voting day of and things like that rather than playing the game as it is currently defined you know and i've been um because i'm a mixed martial artist i've been talking about it you know like we're we're wanting to be old-timey boxers right you know because oh well that's traditional that's how it should be you know and here we're, we're doing this and then you know we're getting kicked in the head and thrown to the ground yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, and I think that it's some, you know, I forget who said it on Twitter. I, I, it might have been Pedro Gonzalez of Chronicles Magazine, where he said that, you know, the, the, the point of conservatism was meant to kind of conserve the fundamental ideas, a lot of it based out of, you know, Christianity found, mm -hmm. foundations, you know, Edmund, yeah. going back to Edmund Burke Foundation and all that stuff in uh, the originality of conservatism. But it, it shouldn't mean that uh, we cannot progress forward with new ideas, fresh ideas on how to win modern day fights because we're so stuck in the old timey ways of doing things that we're, we refuse to adapt with what's really happening. You know, and, and, and I and I see, you know, these, these elections, for example, I see the Harmy Dillons, which I also support. I was on a, at a private phone call with her and, and a couple other, like, influencers on, online and just kind of hearing her ideas, like, fresh ideas and, and, like, okay, how can we actually win? And I, I definitely think she has what it takes, but, we, you know, you got to look at the people – just today, for example, uh, po posting the video of Mitch McConnell saying that the number one priority for Republicans is to support Ukraine, and they just passed that 1.7 trillion omnibus omnibus bills. It, it's just it's the uniparty, yeah. You know, and and you have moderates, you have leftists. I was listening to Tim Pool on the way over here. I, he's one of my favorite podcasters. I just think he's yeah, very he's analytical, very having that centrist point of view or like that libertarian kind of centrist. It it makes me want to debate, and so like it makes me think differently because mm -hmm. I have my conservative set of beliefs. And then so hearing someone very intellectual like Tim Cass that or Tim Pool that's not necessarily Christian and also not politically right at all, you know? Right. Although people want to label him that Well, Nazi because far he's right. starting to make sense. Right. And he's and he's not afraid to have any voice really on his program. Right. Um, you know, and, and what's funny is people will go, Oh yeah, all he has is these right wingers on. It's because right wingers will go out there and talk about their ideas. Correct. The left doesn't do it. No, they don't. Again, I, because their ideas are, are not winners. And that's what Tim Pool says. He's like, I've invited a lot of leftists, but they refuse to come yeah. on the show. And again, it, and I've seen this even just here, like in California. You know, I live in Los Angeles County. I've, I've debated people, whether it's online, you know, a live stream or, or, you know, on campus or whatever it may be. 
Um, I was actually just at UC Santa Barbara, for example, and uh, I was giving a speech with Jorge Ventura. We yeah. were talking about the border yeah. crisis, and we were showing them videos, we were showing images, we were showing the rape trees, all that stuff, and we were educating them. And, you know, it was a pretty diverse group of students out there. Uh, but, you know, the organizers told us, like, hey, man, it's kind of like a left-leaning, you know, uh, school out here, but, I mean, it's California, right? Yeah. Um, but there were some... leans left. <laughs> yeah, Everything. Um, and a lot of the students had a lot of questions like, oh, well, how do we like say this without sounding racist or like how how is it that you like y- here you are two Hispanic son of immigrants and you're out here like combating, you know, misinformation and wanting border security. How can you come to that sense or whatever? And I'm, it's like, look, because at the end of the day. What illegal immigration is, it's modern-day slavery. Yeah. And I combat this with a lot of leftist Hispanics, a lot of these progressive Hispanics. They call themselves socialists. They call themselves Bernie bros, whatever it might be. And it's like, oh, no, we should have, you know, open borders and whoever wants to come. And, you know, Chuck Schumer just recently said, we, we need millions of immigrants because American uh, birth rates have declined. I'm like, well, because you're selling abortion as a contraceptive. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't have low birth rates if you encourage and incentivize the American family. This is why I like Blake Masters out of Arizona yeah, personally Blake was great. because he was just saying like look we need more families we need people having more children more American families having children and we need to go back to a time in America where a single parent income could support the family yeah. we need to start chipping away at the things that made corporationism not capitalism and we need to allow the American family to thrive do you know whom you're voting for with every product you buy and every dollar you spend you are casting your vote Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They're dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. And I, I, it could sound scary. You know, it's, it is kind of a populist message. Mm. Um, it could sound scary for, you know, like a lot of libertarians because they're like, oh, I'm sure this is going to require some kind of welfare and this is not. But the thing is, you again, you got to adapt to the times. You got to combat the ideas because Michael No said it uh, at the National Conservatism event. I think this was like two years ago. He said the Republican Party and Dennis Prager said it nice too, the, the, the party of stupid. Um, but Michael No said that the Republican Party is basically the party of no. The Democrats mm-hmm. propose ideas and Republicans, all they say is no. And they say like, hey, our running yeah. message is vote for us because we're not them. But it's like, but where are the ideas? What are then? our ideas? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, I like your first one. And you heard it, guys, here on this show. Anthony Cabas is saying, get busy. Yeah. Have some kids. <laughs> no, hey, I'm on number three already. So. <laughs> right on. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I stopped at three. My kids are a little bit older because I'm a little bit older. But um, no, it's a, it's a wonderful, important thing. But but you're right. We don't describe in a, confel- a compelling fashion our ideas. Now that's why I do like Charlie and Turning Point and what they're doing uh, because they are working to do that. And that's what Amfest was all about. Of people coming up there and saying, "Okay, here is what we believe, and here is, are our values, and here here's why they do work." Um, the border issue and why people think that um, it's a uh, 
you know, come on, open borders. It's, you know, why do we have to have these artificial constructs? Why do we have it's just a line and it means nothing and people should be able to go all over? Um, well, that's obviously a central authority desire, right? Because the right. people, somebody's going to run it all. Right? The globalists desire, and the globalists want yeah. us to not have sovereign nations because right. they can control us if we are not sovereign nations. We want sovereignty over not just ourselves, our families, our communities, but our nations because that provides us all with strength. You don't like what these people are doing over here? You can go over there and and you know be a part of what they've got going on. And we're moving further and further away from. Where do we go? You know, you're going right. to get to a point where there's nowhere to go if we lose our sovereignty here. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that it is important, you know, for a nation to have, you know, something that ties us together. You know, I, I think, you know, there's a company out there that's called 912. And it's 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 basically what it encompasses is the day after 9-11. Right. right. And so it's like we need to remember like the day after after 9-11, how our community came together. You know, yeah. when you had, you know, Rudy Giuliani, who was America's mayor at the time, come out to a be- baseball field. Nobody booed him. Nobody said, oh, this guy, you know, he's a Democrat or he's a Republican. People were just proud to be American. There was that honor of being an American, what it meant. And un- and unfortunately, what I see with, you know, globalism and, and what I see with wanting to destroy what America is or, or trying to say, you know, it's not a Christian nation, et cetera, or that there's, you know, America is a place where you can be whatever you want. Uh, I mean, just Zelensky uh, last night was talking about, you know, what Ukraine really represents. And when he was talking about Ukraine, he was just kind of talking about faith in the people and faith in ourselves and faith in this. I don't remember ever him saying kind of like faith in God. No. You know, but but I think to myself, you know, this is America. You know, you 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 here we are. And, you know, maybe we can debate it. Maybe people at home or who are listening might not agree with this. But I do believe that we were always founded as a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, we had Christian founders. And that is, you know, people sometimes I think even mistakenly say like, oh, well, there's freedom of religion. So how do you say that? And I forget which founder it was uh, that said that the Constitution was basically meant to be just in the hands or, or to be upheld by a Christian people outside of a Christian yeah. people. It's immoral. Yeah, like, it, it won't a, make yeah, any it's sense. It's outside of a moral people's. Right. You know, it, yeah, it won't exist is the concept. And I, I um, both of us are screwing up the quote a little bit, but it, right, yeah. but it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, inadequate for anyone other than a moral people or something Correct. like that. And that is true. Um, and what the people who oppose that idea of us being a Christian nation, which we are a Christian nation, believe that, number one, that means we'd be extra oppressive against mm. them, which is not true because liberty is a Christian concept. And we were the most free under that uh, concept. Um, you know. And I, I, I said, uh, you know, hey, I'm not a white supremacist, I'm a Western supremacist, and any... <laughs> Uh, any race or ethnicity can join us because that's really what the American um, or really the Western idea was um, was that hey you know we're we're for freedom we're for liberty come on come one come all we're going to enjoy this American experiment together and again you know we uh, we made mistakes we uh, you know but we also sowed the seeds for the destruction of those mistakes like slavery and things like that by creating our constitution all those things it had embedded within it slavery's demise 
and all of these people that are pushing back against that concept and that idea would enslave you and I for the beliefs that we espouse tomorrow if they had complete control. The globalists and the corporatists and all of those that are together with this elite oligarchy want us to eat bugs. They want us to, uh, you know, own nothing and be happy. own nothing and be happy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It, it, you know, especially like, uh, it, you know, I've been a Hispanic activist for a, a long time, just kind of trying to wake uh, Latinos and uh, Hispanics to like, hey, we're naturally conservative, we're God fearing people, and so some of the people that I run into, especially like in in the college universities or the college campuses, the university campuses, is uh, a lot of like the. Um, uh, like the Chicano movements, like the, the people that are like very proud, proudful of like their indigenous roots and they're like anti-colonialists and anti-West and anti, you know, I, I really what it is is the anti-Christian movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hear them speak. I, I, I like to listen to all sorts of people. I, I, I follow communists. I follow a little bit of the alt-right, you know, the Nick Fuentes of the world. Right. I like to, like, hey, what are you proposing here? What are you, what are you really trying well, to we say? Need What's to be, the we message? need to be, yeah, we need to be aware of what we need people to be are aware. Saying. I mean, exactly. I, I, uh, I, I read what the left is writing, Correct. And saying. Yeah. I, I read what uh, you know some of the craziest people on both extremes are saying. Yeah, especially as we need to understand. commentators. Well, yeah, we need I, to know what we're talking about. It's right? part of our job, exactly, for sure. Yeah. And and dude, I would have I would have the fur, the furthest person on the left and the furthest person on the right on my show. Oh, absolutely. I would have no problem doing it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a First Amendment uh, absolutist. I believe yep. in free speech, and you don't have to agree with the speech, no, right? But, but hey, I just want you to be aware that this is... Put it out be, there. Before the media misconstrues it or, yeah. or, or puts its own label on it, you need to listen and then you decide. Because to me, you know, I've, I've listened to some pretty radical ideas out there, whether it's, again, very, very far left individuals. I mean, for for months at a time during 2020, I was embedded with the, the harshest, most militant communists in the nation. Mm-hmm. And I heard what they got to say. I hear they are chanting, F your Jesus, F the church, F religion, yeah. all these things. And, and you know, uh, there, there's a group out here in Los Angeles, and they're actually national. Um, uh, they, uh, they're, they're a communist group. I forget exactly what they're called, uh, but they wear like green handkerchiefs and you know all this green attire. But they're they're into, oh they're called revolutionary communists. Revcom. Revcom. That's, that's what they're called. Okay. So revolutionary communists. But they use Revcom because it doesn't have you don't sound out the communist part. So right. they, they trick people. Yeah. But I see that they've attracted so many young people and especially young women into the movement. Yeah. And all of it under the pretense of abortion and abortion is healthcare and all this stuff. But they espouse but what they are preaching out there is this guy named Bob Avakian, Avakian. and this guy's like a huge communist leader. He's been in jail before because he's a militant communist. And again, these are the people that, like, oh my gosh, like, if only people knew this. And I've written a little bit about it, but going back to, like, a little bit on the, uh, like, the indigenous people and and, uh, anti-colonialism, I've started to understand that that the real foundation, what's really at the root of of all this, we were here first, or this is our land, and we don't want whites, and we don't want Europeans, this is that, at the very root of it is just anti-Christianity. This is what they really hate, because... Even like, for example, myself, you know, I've done a DNA test. I'm more Spanish than I am, for example, Mexican indigenous. So I'm like over 50% Spaniard and Portuguese. So to them, they've even called me like white passing. White passing is a Hispanic or Latino that, you know, has more European features than they do indigenous, like central indigenous people. Um, and, and, and the reality is I don't necessarily identify with the indigenous side because it's such a small percentage of my DNA, for example. But... 
what when in talking with all these people and debating these people because you know you see the movements and people are like oh you know they have a right and and sure you know this is not but again when you get to the core of everything when you get to the root of everything all it is is anti-christianity because never once do they say we want christ we want the christianity just we don't want it with your colonialism no they want everything rejected that's Everything. a great. That's a great point, and I'm glad you are clarifying and honing in on that because that is absolutely true. And I think that's what that's what animates most of it. That's what right. animates communism. That's what a- animates all of these movements. Um, what I'm finding is a, a lot of it is also animated by envy. Okay, correct. Most of these folks that are espousing communist ideas or ideals or socialist ideals are unhappy with their place in life. Many of them are young, right? You you uh, you said a bunch of them were also you know young women right mm-hmm. so it was a singular issue that they were you know buying into that they thought would be solved by this problem, um, or by that answer they uh, are looking at people who are um, getting after it in life um, you know uh, attaining some kind of material success or popularity or whatever it is and and they're and they're jealous they've got a little bit of that like you know you guys you people because i've seen it in you know young people you know even in you know family members and things that gone sideways for a little bit it all seems to be animated by that spirit of envy spirit of jealousy spirit of greed you know oh they have something i don't have it you know it's unfair the world is not right yeah but if i was in charge i'd make it right well, that, and that's what and that's what really it boils down to is they want to be in charge. You yeah. know, it, it, it's uh, you know a lot of people say you know like hey man like you know as Christians, you know maybe we shouldn't vote. You know, I think Christ would just want everyone just kind of doing their own thing and and you know live and let live. And, right. and to me, it's just like look, man, it's rule or be ruled. That's the reality of things Amen. because. What these people have in common is the absence of God. That's where greed comes in, envy yeah. comes in, the anger comes in. And so they need something to kind of centralize all their ideas and, 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 and hey, where, where do our ideas come from? And where can we, you know, put this power into so that we can rule over our enemies, the people that we really hate, right? Well, it's government. So that's why, you know, people always tell me all the time, you know, like, oh, the reason why the left wins is because uh, they stay united, you know? And I'm like, well... That could be a good thing and a bad thing. It could be good for them because, hey, there's unity and, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how bad the Democrat is. You know, Fetterman, it could be a good case in point. You know, like, guys, do you really want this guy making decisions at the highest level of government? But they're like, I just, we elected Fetterman because I just want to be able to say that we beat you. It's not that we think that he's the better guy. It's not that Oz was that bad, which... In my personal opinion, I don't know how you feel about the guy. I don't think he was the best candidate. I don't think so either. And I, and that's yeah. just not my opinion as a, like an LA commentator. That's like because I've talked to the people there, right? Like that's what yeah. journalism is. You got to go and find out. So I know people from Pennsylvania that said, "Oh, dude, there's no way this is guy is gonna." Yeah, win. I, I met the guy that was running against him for it. Um, I'm gosh, I'm forgetting his name all of a sudden, but he had worked for Ray Dalio's uh, company and as the CEO, and uh, you know, of course, very wealthy, very smart. Um, not, you know, uh, maybe not as conservative as I would have liked him, a little bit more of a moderate Republican guy, but he, he was, you know, pretty consistent. I think he would have been a far better leader. 
and yet we picked Oz, you know, because I guess a celebrity. But this guy would have won. I, I'm I'm pretty convinced he was he would have been far more disciplined. Wouldn't have made the same errors on the campaign trail, and um, and I think would have drawn more people in than than Oz ever could. Absolutely, and and I mean just going back to you know, so for for them the left the the, the godless people, government is their god. Yeah, and that's why they have to win it because they have to again. For a lot of people, you know, tuned in, listening, you know, it, it can sound scary to say these words like, oh, rule or be ruled. Like, oh, no, you know. So true. That's that. Again, yeah, that's absolutely. And you want to you want a, a, you know, benevolent ruler mm. who has liberty and things along those lines as the meritocracy, all those things. You want those as their central tenets and as, as their anima animating, you know, guidelines you don't want somebody who wants to forcibly even things out. And by the way, news for you kids that are believing that communism is the answer and you're running around with the Antifa uh, crowd and all that stuff, you guys will never be in charge. There's a reason why you're incompetent and where you're at and jealous and all that stuff and not being successful in life. Um, and there's some of you that can probably turn it around and maybe you're just young and dumb. But the majority of you will never be in charge. You will, if not, be lined up against the wall and shot when the globalists come to power. Yeah. You will be cast away. You will, you will not own anything, and you will not be happy. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly what you're saying right now, the, the communist uh, uh, defector, KGB, HKBG, Yuri... Uh, 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 Besmanov. Besmanov. He said it. 30 years ago. He yeah. said it back in 1984, 1985. Useful when he did idiots. He, he said, yeah, these, and the, he's like, the sad part is the people that they have doing their work out in the streets, the, the, these educators that are, you know, indoctrinating, that are uh, promoting Marxism, these people actually think that these people in control are actually going to allow them any kind of authority, that these people are out of the mind. These people are going to be lined up just like the rest of us, and they're going to be executed just like the rest of us because yeah. they're, they're just the useful idiots. There, did you ever see that thread? And somebody and it went around on Twitter, and it was hilarious. Um, but they were like, they started the thread on Twitter with, what will you do? And, you know, when we, when we win, basically, in our new socialist utopia, what will you do? <laughs> and people were, like, commenting, well, I'm going to paint on my farm and different things. And somebody commented, oh, on your farm? On your farm, yeah. <laughs> you mean our farm? <laughs> yeah. but, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was hilarious because if you read through this, I mean, there were some real gems. That's the only one that I remember at this point. But there were some real gems because they thought that all of a sudden they're going to have this amazing life of leisure and get to, you know, pursue their poetry and write their music and, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have a wonderful life ahead of them when they win. And the truth is, is no, they're going to be sent to the gulags. Right. There, there is no beautiful society. There is no uh, future. There is nothing without God. And if these people think that a godless, you know, secular government is the answer, like, just look at where we're headed. Yeah. It's becoming more secular. It's because, You're going to be a corporate slave. That that's exactly what it is, and and that's why even going back to the open border crisis, uh, it, it's it's modern day slavery that corporations get to exploit because you have these corporations that are able to hire through loopholes or whatever the case might be, uh, these low wage workers that are willing to come in do the work for a third of of the of whatever it is, and you know Jorge Ventura, you know I don't know if you've had him on the show yet. You have okay. Yeah. Uh, did he talk to you about like the cartel, like uh, like the drug farms out here in California yeah. and stuff? Yeah. I mean so. 
if you are an illegal immigrant that wants to come to work in the United States and you don't have enough money, then you come to America, you will be sent to a job of their choosing, and then you got to pay that money off. Yeah, it's, it's indentured servitude, human trafficking. That's, it, that's slavery trafficking. We think of the sex trafficking a lot, which is certainly a big part a big of it part all. big part of it, yeah. But, but no, there's a ton of that, like indentured servants. It's modern-day slavery. Look, I'm going to admit something. I'm a terrible gift giver, but not this year, because my friends at Good Ranchers are making it easy to give the gift of meat. This is actually a great idea. In fact, a hard economic year for most has caused essential gifts to be more needed and wanted than ever. Fortunately, you can easily give the most essential gift of all this year, delicious meat. Good Ranchers has gift boxes and gift cards so that you can give America's best meat and seafood this Christmas. With discounts on orders of five boxes or more, you can save on gifts for the whole family or your business. When you give someone a box of Good Ranchers, you're gifting them more than the best meat they've ever had. You're giving a true steakhouse experience. With 100% American, USDA Prime, and upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood, you're sure to beat out the new socks and re-gifted candles for the best gift of the year. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use code LIBERTY at checkout for $35 off your delicious gift of meat. If you know someone that likes meat, then you know someone who will love Good Ranchers. Your gift goes further with them because they take the premium price out of premium meats. Go to GoodRanchers.com and find the perfect box for you or a loved one in their curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood. Give the best meat in America, support local U.S. farms, and get $35 off your essential gift with my code LIBERTY today. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Project Veritas just exposed that. I don't know yep. if you saw that video of I, like I, the sex in I just saw the cl- I just saw a quick clip of it. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, Project Veritas did a really great expose. If you guys don't follow them, I highly recommend uh, uh, that you you follow them because they do really good in- undercover work and they kind of expose that uh, there's these child prostitutes, these child these these girls that are that are immigrants, and you know they're asking them like, hey, how did, how did you get into the United States? It's like, well, there was this woman that claims to be my aunt. She said that she's known me since I was two, yeah. uh, but I don't really remember her and and again this is all bought and paid for by the cartel they already have these fake families in place in the united states they control many of our desert cities they uh, terrify the politicians there um and they are in charge they big players in the democrat party in arizona they're Mm -hmm. backing a lot of those candidates with money they're doing all kinds of things to ensure i'd said to to carrie lake um at dinner uh, in Mar-a-Lago that, hey, it wasn't just the left against, or the liberals, or the Democrat Party against Carrie Lake. It was the state apparatus and the cartels and everything, because she would have exposed a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, the these are the things that really a lot of people don't talk about. Uh, these are the, the things that are happening behind the scenes, uh, you know, outside of like watching the videos of, of thousands and thousands of people coming across the border. There's all these things. Have you ever seen the movie Sicario by chance? Mm, yeah, great it's actually a great movie. movie. It's one I mean, of my favorites. If, if you haven't watched Sicario, I highly recommend because I don't know if it's necessarily based on one specific true story. But working the border myself, I can tell yeah. you that's as close as it's going to get to really yeah. show you what happens on both sides. Yeah, and the director, who's also the director of uh, the most recent uh, Dune um, series uh, or Dune movies, uh, does an incredible job 
um, in the mood of it and everything else. Rough, you know, it's a rated R movie. It's, you know, not, not for everyone, of course, but it, it you know, it paints a, um, a, a very um, accurate picture of a lot of things that, uh, that we don't know that goes on. And again, on both sides, right? Yep. I mean, they, in Texas, not too long ago, they found like a stash house of like dozens of migrants there. And it was like in the suburbs. Yeah. And people were just like, wait a minute, this happened here? Like, there's no yeah. way this happened. This doesn't happen here. This happens in a far off distant land. And that's why you have, you know, New York Democrats advocating for uh, less strict policies at the border because they don't get to feel the brunt of it. And that's why I think yeah. it's genius uh, what uh, Governor Abbott of Texas and DeSantis of oh, Florida yeah. have been I mean, doing. Sending them to Martha's Vineyard was, was one of the greatest things ever. And they I'm, didn't last uh, a whole day. No. And that story, of course, went away pretty quickly. They were going to, you know, go after Ron DeSantis for this agreement egregious act how dare they bring their trash here was the implication i mean they, they the one guy did say that even that's like taking your trash to your neighbor's house yeah but that's how they think yeah and, I mean, and, the, these, and martha's these vineyard wasn't people, it like yeah. a sanctuary like island we're a sanctuary city you know yeah it's insane no, no. so so i remember earlier i told you that i was stationed in nantucket yeah nantucket is a sister island to martha's vineyard and I, i'm telling you right now both those islands are loaded with money with people with oh, yeah. money, you know, obviously you have like your, your local town, uh, folks that, you know, generational, you know, like they're, they're, they're still kind of like, uh, not living paycheck to paycheck, but you know, they're not well off per se. It's a lot of the visitors or like a lot of the people that come and buy, you know, the properties on island and, and driving up the, the stuff. But like, so like the locals, so like, for example, Nantucket, uh, the local population that was kind of there year round, was a little bit, maybe like around 10,000. Uh, but then during the summer, like during the good seasons, all the rich people came back onto the island because now you don't have to worry about the nor'easters and the and the winter and all that stuff. And it was closer to a hundred thousand, and that's you know some of the tourists, all that stuff. And there was money to be made. Oh yeah, lots of money to be made. So when I heard that Martha's Vineyard folks were saying like, oh, we just don't have the money to keep these people here. We, we just don't have the resources. <laughs> I mean, you don't understand how how desperate our situation is here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't understand the people living in Los Angeles yeah. next to homeless people everywhere yeah. because we'll dump the them off is going in Texas down. instead. It's just insane. And so, you know, praises to, to Governor Abbott for for shipping him off to, to New York City, to, to Martha's Vineyard, all these places, because I mean, I, I remember when uh, there was like one busload that got sent to Kamala Harris's house out there and then like uh the, the police were sent out to protect the, yeah. the fence the naval the, naval observatory where it's the vice so president crazy lives. and i'm like oh yeah. so walls do work because they're not able to get inside her house wow, wow that doesn't sound that? right anthony <laughs> i it's just it's just it's just hypo- hypocrisy and and again like what what i aim to do is to teach these young latinos hispanics is is all of this is a lie Open borders is a lie. The the fact that you think that it's it, it's humanitarian, that it is it is good to allow people to be trafficked into the United States, and again, if they were only fed real information, which is what I'm trying to do, I'm, I'm like, hey, listen up, you you dinguses, you know, like this is what is really happening when you allow open borders, and you know, it surprised me as someone I, I actually do believe that um, uh, a socialist guy on the left, which is Bernie Sanders, I was mm-hmm. trying to blank for a second, but he would also talk about low wages and like how illegal immigration would kind of hurt, uh, you know, Americans and this and that. You can't fight for fifteen dollars an hour minimum yeah. when you are allowing millions of people to come in and basically take those jobs or undercut you. Well, we're, you know, Bernie, and I'm not a Bernie bro, but I'll <laughs> give him his due. He was anti 
establishment, right? right? He was anti the current uniparty establishment in a lot of his ideas before they brought him to heel. Right. You know, and they did. They after did. they after they stole it from him twice. They stole it from him. And then and this they, guy just uh, took a sack of money and just went on his yep, way. Yep. I yep. just can't believe and and you know what's interesting about that is I, I when I was when I got out of the military in twenty seventeen uh, I went back to school, and I definitely felt like Adam. Uh, what, what branch did you serve? Coast Guard. What was your MOS? Uh, I was a cook. Oh, right on. That's what I did. Uh, but that's where, like, so Coast Guard is part of DHS. Yeah. And that's, what, like, what I meant earlier, like, working with DHS and stuff. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, but uh, not only was I just a cook, because never you're, uh, never do you only have one job in the military, right? No, you but get voluntold to do all sorts of things. All sorts of things. You're, you have, like, 15 titles. But one of them was when I was working down there, you know, rescue swimmer, Spanish interpreter at the border, apprehending part of the boarding team that, you know, apprehends migrants and stuff like that. And then we brought them back into the boat and then we fed them, you know. And so right. that's why it's, again, it was really um, it's astounding to me to, to hear that Border Patrol agents are cruel, that DHS employees are cruel because I was a DHS employee. I worked yeah. with the military. We apprehended them. Never once in my 10 plus years of handling migrants or dealing with migrants or, or apprehensions, never once did I ever see, I mean, not even like jokes between friends like, oh, did you see that one? Or, oh, man, look at that guy. You know, we're looking. Never. Ever, always professional, always courteous. We treated them with respect. First aid whenever it was needed. Yeah. Uh, and we fed them all the time. I was a cook. I know. No, you know? I mean those guys are great. Uh, uh, super demoralized, you know, because I mean, my experience with uh, with the the border guys and the and DHS is all um, you know based on Yuma and Texas border, and uh, and those guys are not allowed to do their job. Um, they are just absolutely beside themselves, um, being um, truly blocked from doing the whole purpose that they have and and you saw it that one project veritas video where they interviewed the guy uh and said and he just said yeah i'm just a shuttle service these days yeah you when know? i went when i went down there uh one of the border patrol agents said i'm a walmart reader yeah now that- they privately man they'll tell you all kinds of things oh you yeah know? And, and of course in the border value battle docuseries we you know got them to anonymously say a, a bunch on camera yeah and uh yeah, I mean, these guys are, again, yeah, demoralized, bummed out, um, you know, because the, they've got the skills, uh, if we had the will, to to effectively manage our border. Yeah, and, and you know, to anyone listening, what we need more of nowadays, and, you know, you don't have to reach out to me, you know, they, you can reach out to you or whoever, is we need more whistleblowers. We need more people yeah. that are working within these agencies to come forward and tell their story, you know, um, uh, something that well, I well, sh- that's your job, man. You're you're the journalist. I, uh, <laughs> For the, sure, the, I just do the talk show thing. Hey, I mean, whoever they feel comfortable, I mean, you know, there's people that reach out to like Jack Poso, people that reach yeah. out to. Uh, it could be no, anyone. True. Just, yeah, you know, it's just true. Anyone um, we, with the platform, even. Yeah, because you know, we also know where to go to, you know, to get you the, you know, absolutely. the audience that needs to know those things, and um, and and also help you to navigate that because yeah. I know that's a lot of the challenge and and this is where project veritas does an amazing job they take care of those people right Absolutely, the people yeah. that that uh, that are willing to do that and and blow the whistle big time who are going to lose everything they make sure they don't lose everything they, well, that's they what help we need support more of. them we yep. need the political right to say if you're willing to risk it all 
the way we have, yeah. you know, the way we are in public. And, you know, it, here I am political commentating. I'm a Hispanic in, in Los Angeles. You think that after politically commentating as a right winger, I'm just going to be able to go back out there and get a regular job. They're going to take, they're going to type me up on the internet one day and be like, wait a minute, this guy's a Nazi. <laughs> like yeah. we can't hire a wait Nazi. A second, this guy's a white supremacist <laughs> <Yeah>. Nazi. <laughs> we can't hire him. No. Yeah. But it, it's one of those things. I mean, I remember at the height of the pandemic, I had a lot of teachers that were whistleblowing and I would tell them like, and, and they would tell me like, look, you know, they're not being genuine. They're not spending the money, the pandemic money the right way. They're not putting in new ventilation systems for the students. This is what yeah. they're, and I'm like, you need to come forward and say that. It was a windfall for them. Yeah. And, and, and the thing I will say is that, you know, especially if you're listening and you are witnessing evil and you are a Christian, you are, it is your duty to come out and, and speak forward. You cannot say, Amen. I fear the government. I fear, you know, uh, for for example, um, I, I remember, uh, and you might disagree with this, I don't know, but I, I made this point on my show. And, you know, people were, when the whole Carrie Lake thing was going on and they were certifying the election, there was like one, I guess, uh, board that Katie Hobbs was like threatening. And like one man, I forget what his name is. He said, I only certified it because I was threatened with, with jail time. And, you know, people wanted me to, like, make a big deal of this. Like, oh, look at what Katie Hobbs is doing. And I say this to people. And, again, this is where people – I'm like, I am not surprised by the lengths that Katie Hobbs took to threaten people. I'm more shocked that you have these board of supervisors or, or, or these people that call themselves Christians, that call themselves faithful to God, that bent the knee to Katie Hobbs' threats. I mean – persecution this is what we will always fear for speaking the truth yeah. i was more angry at the people bending the knee and saying all right fine i'm gonna go ahead and certify but hmm i don't like this i'm like dude go to jail if you have to like when are we finally going to start realizing that we will be persecuted for doing what is right whether that's speaking out in truth or saying you know what i don't feel comfortable i'm looking at the evidence i'm not going to certify this this election because you have to be so convicted to make a statement like that. You can't just make a bogus statement like, oh, I believe that you know there was something wrong here, but I'm just going to certify because I don't want to go to jail. Like We need more men. We need more Christians to rise Amen. up and say, I do not fear government. I do not fear tyranny. I do not fear incarceration. It is written in the Bible that I will face persecution for doing what is right. Amen. My time has come now, Amen. and I must speak out. No, that's great, and and the truth is, yeah, we we are going to be persecuted and prosecuted one way or another. You might as well do it when it's pretty mild now to yeah. stop the stuff that's coming further down the road. And and yeah, I, I've I've talked to even you know some warrior type guys that uh, that are less afraid to you know run into a hail of bullets than they are to uh, be canceled. Right. And and um, and you're right. Christians need to be standing up, and men specifically need to be standing right, specifically. up. Specifically, um, you you uh, yeah, you could not be more correct there, sir. Yeah, it's just, it, it, and it needs to happen everywhere, you know. And 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 I get it. It's not easy, you know. I, I know. I'm sure you know a lot of locals here that lost their jobs during the pandemic. Yeah. And to me, those people are heroes. The people that stood 
all throughout, you know, you had, I, I, I interviewed firefighters that their wife was in healthcare, they got fired. And then now the firefighter department was threatening them. And they're like, okay, if both of our salaries have to go for standing up for what is right, then that is what we will do. And I'm like, dude, I, those are the real heroes, Amen. you know, like the, the people that are willing to risk it all. And now look at where we are. Now we're looking back and now you got, uh, what, what is it? The New York times saying like, Oh, if only we had worked out just a little bit more or if people that exercise just a, even 10 minutes a day you yeah. would have avoided a severe case hey of- you know the sun actually increases vitamin d <laughs> levels which are good for the immune system yeah no kidding yeah and that's why they close down the trails and the parks and the yeah. gyms i mean we are finally being vindicated we we stood we stood you know true to god in our faith and we said you know we're not going to do this because and, and you know look i i know a lot of christians that you know took the jab or whatever and and that's it's not a it's not about that it's just if you really feel convicted that you are being wronged or that what is happening is tyranny then you have to stand by that conviction because if you don't stand by that conviction then you you don't really stand for anything because you're saying to yourself i know this is wrong but i'm going to give in anyway you know yeah i i have faith in god but i don't want to be punished like oh i have faith that god will take care of me but maybe this is the one time he can't really help me out here, you know, but listen, a lot of people got fired. I don't know any of those people that have died because of poverty or that are are out living in the street. All those people, a lot of the people that I've interviewed, I'm still in touch with. Somehow they still have a job somewhere else or they've had to move a state and they're like, hey, we're thriving better than ever. There's a lot of people that were so rewarded and they thought that they lost everything. And because they were brave, I I know we supported a lot of people um, who, you know, were afraid in that respect and, you know, help people, uh, you know, get it together and do what they needed to do. Um, And and that was a big mission of our church, you know, because we stayed open and, you know, we faced at the very same time all of that pressure and all those fines and we won and we flourished and you know all the churches that stood up won and flourished at the end of the day and grew and were able then to support other people who were in those same you know shoes yeah and and i think that that's uh, you know also like another problem is that people want that security they're like i don't want to make this unless god can secure like secure something ahead of time or or you have to show me where i'm going with this and sometimes hey you know what? My my wife, she she lost her healthcare job. My mom lost her healthcare job. My mom was forced retired. Uh, they 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 threatened her to to fire her, even though she had a religious religious exemption. The entire time, she's like, I I succumb only to God. I I listen to Him, and if I feel this heavy about this decision, and and I know that it's right, I'm gonna stand by it, and I trust God. And and they ended up screwing her at the end, and and they ended up you know with their pension and stuff like that. We're still fighting all of that. And, and now we're finding out that, uh, you know, California is going to take a large chunk of her pension. And I'm thinking to myself, Mom, you've worked for this place for 40 years. And now the U.S. government, the same government that forced you out of your job, is now taking a large chunk of your pension. Aren't you angry? I mean, I was just boiling inside. I was just like, Mom, you've been here for so long and you worked at this company and they wronged you. They kicked you to the curb. They don't care about you. They replaced you already with someone younger. Like, you don't feel anger that, that the now the same government that fired you is now taking it she's like i've always trusted god that doesn't mean uh, anything amen. to me amen you know and i'm just like dang i, I still have a lot Convicting. of learning to do yeah Convicting. i'm like man like here i am feeling like i have this righteous anger and and you know hey i'm, I'm not one that you know lost my job or anything like that but it, it does kind of um 
uh, lean back because when I left the military, it was at 11 years, and people were like, "Bro, you are crazy for leaving at 11. You're an E6. You're about to make E7. That's when you get your anchors. You know, like you're going to be a chief now. You've got it. You know, you don't have to worry. Like the workload goes downhill. You know, responsibility always goes up. But at least you won't be like the cook, like that grunt in there, yeah. like m- fr- Monday through Friday. You know, cooking. Yeah. This is not. It's like, why would you leave job security? Yeah, and you're right. Why because I'd rather run around Portland uh, <laughs> uh, filming it. Antifa getting shot at. Yeah, no. And, and and but here's the thing is had I stayed, like I still I still feel very strongly about that mandate. Had I stayed, yeah. I probably would have got kicked out. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, God, maybe you Amen. save me. You know, Amen. maybe you maybe now you put me in a spot because you know, independent journalism, I'm funded by the people. I answer to no one but God. No one runs my show. No one tells me, hey, you can't talk about yeah. this, about that. Praise God. Here I am, and and you know, while my wife and my mom and you know all these people around me are getting fired, God's like, Hey, I got you, son. You know, like I got you. I already knew this is ahead of time, and I made sure that you were in a place, you know, but everything by faith, you know, and yeah. and all praise to God. So Amen. <laughs> Well, hey, so how do we uh, support you? How do we follow you? How do people uh, make sure you're out there still able to do this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trump just decided he's going to run again. I'm sure that's going to drive the left even mad, and, and, and they'll be out there again. So I'll be out there filming. Uh, yeah, but all my work is independent. If you go to just informwithanthony.com, uh, you can find all my socials there. On Instagram, that's like my largest platform. It's at Inform with Anthony. Everything is basically Inform with Anthony. YouTube, I have a daily segment there. We talk about news. Try to keep it short, uh, just straight to the news. Um, and uh, yeah, and all the links to support me, patreon.com uh, forward slash Inform with Anthony. Everything is, believe it or not, man, the people are so generous. I mean, when you stand for something, you know, yeah. people are are ready to, to support that, you know, and people know me around here, people, police departments, all the people. So they're very uh, gratuitous. And so I'm just thankful to God, but yeah, that's where you can follow me. Socials. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I think you're going to be busy because you know what they're trying to do right now. And I hope, uh, I hope nothing like this happens, but they are working so hard to create what James Lindsay is calling the drag Floyd, uh, situation. They want to have a George Floyd. Um, you know, they they want to be able to do that within the transgender community, right? And, yeah. and so that they can blame it all on us and you know all the stochastic terrorists who are saying don't trans the kids. Yeah. They they want they want to do that and uh, and use that as an excuse to pop off again. And uh, you know we'll see if some of them sweet George Soros bucks are flowing <laughs> again because you know we saw in the middle of all this we had guys embedded with them. We saw money being exchanged and oh, directions absolutely. given. And, I saw it myself. Yeah, and, and uh, people, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't, you know, believe that it was animated yeah. naturally instead of encouraged and pumped up and, and used as a method to, you know, gain more power for the left. If those people really don't believe that, the only thing I can really say to those people is look at what happened after George Floyd, for example, and then take a look at Roe v. Wade. Because they guy, weren't out there giving money on that. They were not. They were not yep. out there. Yep. They Nobody were hoping. was paying them. We, yeah. and we, and we were, we it were literally thinking happened that it would on happen. a Friday. It yeah. happened. I mean, it, it was so orchestrated. Yeah. I'm like, wow, a leak? And we still yeah. don't know who that leaker is? And then it got. And then the decision was made on a Friday when there wasn't supposed to be. Because, I mean, I was glued to that. Because yeah. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to have to go out there. I even dusted off all my gear. I looked at my bulletproof vest. I yeah. looked at my gas mask. I dusted off. I'm like, all right, old boy, we're going to go back out there again. But, uh, no, you're absolutely right. And, again, all this is, whether it's the George Floyd or now with the trans movement, all it is is inching closer and closer to finally say the words 
that it's Christianity that's the problem. Yep. We're inching closer and closer. If Christians don't wake up to what's happening, the agenda that is set forth, this globalism, this 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 these WEF so, players, you got Christians, are, Christians are going to find themselves in in you know, hey, uh oh, you know, maybe I should have fought harder when when it was easy to yeah, do so, yeah. you know? so Well, you got a word, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. To God be the glory. And Amen. let's do uh, part two on your show. Absolutely, bud. Right. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much man. for having me, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.